Let me turn my mic on. Okay, now I got this one, I think. Yeah? All right. Good morning. How are you folks doing this morning? Are you ready for a good stewardship sermon this morning? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll make it good, right? We always do. It is such a joy to see you this morning, to have this beautiful weather last for one more week. Uh, opening of deer hunting, I just want to remind everybody, please be safe as you're driving to and from places. Sometimes people are getting in and out of their cars. Usually they're dressed in orange, so you should be able to spot them. But we just want to be a little more cautious because there's more cars on country roads on days like this. And so we want to remember that. Um, Otherwise, we do have a celebration. We're calling this Miracle Sunday um, because it will be a miracle to get 80% of our budget um, covered by pledges. However, it is because of all the miracles that we do in this church each and every week that we're doing this pledge drive and having a celebration. So regardless whether we make that 80% or not, the things that we do in this church, the love that we have for one another is absolutely miraculous. And so we want to celebrate that. And so we'll have a brunch downstairs. It begins um, officially at 10, but I will close the service with a prayer over the breakfast. So you don't have to wait for me to get down there. You can just start out by having coffee and something to eat. And when I get down there, I'll just socialize with you. So, all right. Sounds good? Let's center ourselves for worship. God's judgment comes in unexpected times and ways. Christ's mercy shows up through surprising people. When you are fed up and cry out for grace, keep awake, lest you fail to recognize it when it comes. Now it's time for announcements. I think John has some announcements to share. Good morning, everyone. What a glorious day out there. Um, we have so many things happening in our church, and it's such a blessing to, to be able to be so active. So a few things I want to remind you of. Um, we did have to postpone our church conference um, <clears throat> that was supposed to have been last Thursday, and it's actually going to be tonight at 630 here in the sanctuary. So if you're able to make it, that would be great. Um, in your bulletin today, there are order forms for poinsettias uh, for the Christmas Eve and uh, Christmas, yeah, Christmas Eve services. So if you'd like to get those ordered, that'd be great. The, the deadline is listed in there. Um, also, I wanted to let you know that the office will be closed on uh, Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving uh, this upcoming week. Uh, we do have a number of adopted families that the mission committee is working with, and we have given out their gift cards and their turkeys. They came and picked those up this week, and they were very, very thankful. So we are asking for donations to help cover the cost associated uh, with, with those things, and um, you can just write a check and put it in the offering plate. Just be sure to put adopted families on it, or you could do that online, whichever works the best for you. Um, also, uh, with Christmas coming up, we are uh, looking to order a variety of new script cards. And so in your uh, Friday updates, there was, and also in your bulletin, there's information about a website that you can go out to if there's additional types of cards that you would like to purchase. And you can just let the church office know what you want to purchase, and we will be ordering those the Monday after Thanksgiving. So they'll be here in time for you to give out as Christmas gifts if you would like to do that. This is a great um, fundraiser for our church. So um, it'd be great if you could participate in that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. The Christmas fair sign-up uh, information is out on the ledge in the in the outside of the office. So please be sure to take a look at that and uh, put down your information if you can help out with that, either in time or donation of food. Um, Pastor Tammy already talked about the Miracle Sunday brunch that we'll be having um, after our our, or our uh, worship service today. And then the other thing that I wanted to bring up with you, as you've probably noticed, we have a new bulletin board um, just outside in the, in the lobby, and that has a variety of pieces of information associated with our different committees and different mission projects and uh, special projects that we do within our church. Uh, when we think about Stewardship Sunday, 
Usually we affiliate that strictly with money. And while that is a major portion of what Stewardship Sunday is all about, the other thing that we want to make sure that you're thinking about is how you can share your time and your talents. And so that's a great opportunity to take a look at all of the different things that we do within our church and, and say, say how, can, how can I be a part of that? Because it takes a lot of us to keep everything going. There's also a little um, sign-up sheet that's sitting on the table right by the bulletin board. So if you take a look at one of the flyers that's out there and think, I'd like to get more information about this, just fill this information out and put it in the offering, or you can hand it into the church, and we'll have somebody contact you with information about how to, how to move forward with getting involved in one of our committees or one of our um, activities that we have. So there's lots of other things happening in the church, which is wonderful. Please be sure to read your updates, and if you have any questions, get uh, with one of us after the service today, and we'd be happy to answer them. Thank you so much. Let us rise to our feet, and we will sing, Gather Us In. that you remain standing for our call to worship. We lift up our eyes to you, O oh God. We watch for you and wait, trying not to fall asleep, trying not to miss our very lives. Clothed in faith, decked out in love. Come and meet us here, O God. Let us pray together. Holy One, have mercy on us. When we cannot take any more of this world, we know we must turn to you. When our souls have had their fill of trouble and unease, we seek your protection. We come to you in faith and love, in the hope of your salvation, now and always. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. Children of God, see the Spirit's presence in yourselves and in one another. May Christ's mercy be upon each one of us, and may we all find Christ's peace this day. Peace be with you.
Am I on? Okay. We have an opportunity this morning to share our joys and concerns with one another as we are united in family by Christ our Lord. And so as we have a joy or concern, I ask that you lift up your hand. Um, Sarah will run over to you with a microphone, and we ask that you lift, say your name first so that people know who is, is saying the prayer, because sometimes we don't always get our head all the way turned around. And um, then lift up a brief prayer. I'll follow it with a brief prayer. Close it with, Lord, in your mercy, and ask that you respond, hear our prayers. This is Dawn Drake. Um, I wanted to just uh, send our prayers out to Al Collier. Um, his wife passed away uh, last week, and they will be having the services on Monday. Um, they're going to be at the Martin Schwartz Funeral Home in Lancaster. So please keep Al and his family in your, in your prayers. Do you remember his wife's name? Deborah. We lift up the family of Deborah Collier. We pray for Elle and, and all that are involved. It is so hard to lose someone we love so unexpectedly. Lord, we ask that we surround him with your support. Sometimes that is through the support of actual people who might surround him with cards and with love and with, with concern for his well-being. So we ask that you just lift him in this time when he is mourning. Lord, in your mercy. Jan Holloway here. Yesterday I had a pre-Thanksgiving feast, and oh my, what a feast, and 20 people attended in my family. I was very pleased. Lord, we thank you for those opportunities we have to gather together and to celebrate what we're thankful for. And oftentimes it is the very people who are gathered with us. And so, Lord, as Jan just celebrated this, week and this weekend, and many of us will be celebrating this week, we remember you, and we are thankful for your love and presence in our lives. Lord, in your mercy. We are celebrating Felicity's birthday on Tuesday. She's going to be 10. Felicity. All right, can we sing happy birthday? Are there any other birthdays coming up this week? Nobody's admitting to any. <laughs> so if you have one at home, we're, we're singing happy birthday to you too. Up. Oh. Leanne's birthday next Saturday. So when it comes to name, we will say, God bless you, right? Because that way we cover everybody. All right. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, God bless you, happy birthday to you. It's always so much fun. All right. Uh, Joe Clifton, prayers for my brother-in-law, Jeff, who is undergoing cancer uh, treatment for the esophagus. And it was Jack, correct? Jeff. Thank you. I wrote down the wrong name. Lord, we lift up Jeff this morning. He is going to be going through some cancer treatments. We pray that you surround him with your mercy and grace. We ask that you guide the doctor's hands and the guy doctor's thoughts as they decide what ways to move forward, and we pray that this treatment works. Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns this morning? Okay, let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we are gathered here, there are concerns on our hearts. We are concerned about the violence around the world and accidents happening even within our own counties. And there is always something that is keeping us awake, something that is keeping us awake at night, keeping us a little bit watchful, worried. And Lord, there are times we need to just turn it all back to you. 
We need to turn off the TV and allow ourselves to rest. It does not mean that we aren't concerned and we aren't praying for the welfare of the world, that we aren't shocked and, and dismayed when we see some events happening right in front of our eyes. But Lord, we know that you are present, that even when we don't see you, when we don't sense your presence, that you are there. And so, Lord, we're asking boldly for peace. We're asking that we can get along simply even with our neighbors. And we're asking that you surround us with a sense of grace. So when things don't go our way, and when things don't happen the way we would like, that we can accept it and move on. Lord, give us that, that grace that only you can give. Give us that strength that only you can give. And Lord, just allow us to grow more in love with you each day and for our faith to increase in multitudes. And so this morning, as those who do believe in you, as your family, let us pray together the prayer Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Thank you, Kelly and Nancy. That was beautiful. I'll be reading today's scripture. It's a New International Version from Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 to 30, the parable of the talents. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. Oh, you changed it? Okay, it's New Revised Standard Version, sorry. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. At once, the one who had received the five talents went off and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well, good and trustworthy slave, you have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I knew that you were to a harsh man, reaping where you d- did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, you wicked and lazy slave, you knew, uh, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But for those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for, his worthless, as for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I switched the scripture on her because of my title of my sermon, <laughs> Don't Bury Your Talents. So we didn't use the NIV version because that version um, was stating something about bags of money. And it just didn't sound as eloquent to me as saying talents. So at the last moment on Thursday, I had Christina change all the slides Unfortunately, we forgot to tell Susan, so she came up here with her Bible like she should. It happens. But the parable of the talents is one of those that, like all parables, you hear it and you say, what? Because at first it seems so straightforward. Invest your money. Like right now, invest it in the church. Watch it double. Watch it grow. But we're not prosperity preachers. And so I can't promise you that by investing your income into the church that we're going to double it. We're not a bank. And I don't really know if it's completely about money. When they're talking about the talents, a talent is worth, I don't know, something around 60,000 denarii 
or more, and it's equivalent to approximately between 15 and 20 years of daily work. This is for the low-income workers who, who just work day by day to get by, and it would be equivalent to 20 years. I'm rounding up. And so five of them would be like 100 years worth of, of money. And so the master gave these to these servants and expected them to do something with them, right? Have you ever went for a job interview? Most of us have, right? I was going to tell you a story about this man who went for a job interview. The interview went great, and they decided to have lunch afterwards. And it was one of those lunch lines that you go through the cafeteria, you put things on your plate, and then when you're at the end of it, you pay for what you have. The man went through, put his stuff on his plate, and paid for it. The person he was really thinking positively about hiring went through, put his stuff on his plate, put a little pat of butter on his plate, and covered it with his bread. The boss looked at his, this man who he was so impressed with just a few minutes ago. And he made a decision right there on the spot that he was not going to hire him. If he couldn't trust him to pay for a pat of butter, how could he trust him anywhere else? So it's important that we take whatever is given to us and make the most of it. We have to make sure that what we have is equivalent to what we need. The people who had this money, how do, how do you make double a profit? Do you know? We have to take a risk, right? Absolutely, you have to take a risk. And so if you're taking a risk, you're looking at what you have and you're saying, how can I double this? The risk is, is that when you do that, when you take that risk, you might lose it, right? Because a risk means it's not guaranteed. It is not guaranteed that it will happen. And so you're taking that risk with this money. Who would you take a risk with if you had money from someone else? Would it be somebody that you feared or would it be somebody that you trusted that no matter what, they would be there for you? It would be someone you trusted, right? Because obviously you want to make sure that what happened if your risk didn't pan out the way you expected, right? It could happen. And it does happen, and it has happened frequently to people who have invested in different markets that they have found that these markets have not um, went up quite as fast as we thought they did. Or there was a few years back, I'm thinking I was waitressing probably when, I think it was Enron, right? And everybody who invested that lost, lost everything. Hopefully they didn't invest all in one place. But there's a different kind of investment we make in our life. We invest our very souls in the gospel, right? We trust what Jesus has to say. Jesus lived on earth showing us the nature, the true nature of God. And as the disciples followed Jesus, they found out God was loving and caring and concerned about them. And so as he tells these parables, I'm looking at them and I'm saying, I know it's hard for that one who buried the money. He did what he thought was right, but he did it for the wrong reasons. When the master came back, he had said, oh, master, I know you're a man who gathers where you do not sow. And he's like, Really? You know that about me? Who likes to be insulted after you've given somebody something to take care of? I don't know anybody who does. But that was an out-and-out -out insult when he says that to someone, saying, I know that you are a hard man. And so I did what I felt was right. 
and what by Jewish tradition was right, that you could just bury what somebody had for you and then you would have it safe when they returned. But the master looked at it and said, no. You could have done more with this. You could at least have taken it to the bankers and like had interest made on it. When we're looking at Stewardship Sunday, and that is what today is, it's a Stewardship Sunday. I said one and done. I won't preach this all year long. But it's important to note that there are things that we do for the church. Sometimes we spend a a great deal of time and effort on a project and find out that it flops. Nobody showed up. Nobody was there. And we took all that time to plan it and do this. But we were taking a risk by being out there, by trying to have an event that somebody would come to. And occasionally it doesn't turn out. And then there's other times where we have planned and we have baked like 13 turkeys and stuffing and all the fixings. And this time, instead of having an event that didn't pan out at all, it panned out so much more than we could ever expect that we took a risk and we took some pizzas out of the oven and cooked those two. But in order to have a big success of something, we have to invest fully in this. I remember talking to Don ahead of time, and Don says, well, next week for, you know, before we served anybody, we made enough turkey that I'm pretty sure you can feed, feed Wednesday night service with it. So I'm thinking, awesome. I don't have to cook. So we had that much turkey. We had planned ahead to thinking that it could cover more things. Not that it had to, but it would be nice. And then what was even nicer was that Every morsel of that turkey, and I'm talking every morsel, we like really stripped the bones there, went out to people who needed a meal that night. It was amazing. It was truly just phenomenal. And we walked out of there tired, probably dirty, with a little bit of turkey grease on our forehead and maybe a little smeared on our pants. But we left feeling This is amazing. This is like a hundred years worth of work that we did in one night feeding so many people. Well, that is if you cook like I do. Feeding so many people. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes we have the best laid plans and it doesn't. The month before, we had half that amount. The meal was just as tasty. The volunteers were there in just the same number. Sometimes it doesn't turn out the way we plan. But you know why we do it? We do it because we love our neighbor, because Jesus told us to. But we also do it because we trust that the greater good will come out of what we do in this church. When we start a new ministry, when we take a risk and have a sign-up for a choir and then find out people actually signed up, When somebody says, I am going to do this bell piece and then finds out that the music is that much harder than they ever anticipated. And then they show up and it's beautiful. There are so many ways that we can trust into what the Lord says. When I look at this scripture and I think of those five talents, a hundred years worth of work, more than I could probably ever spend Well, maybe I could. But more than I should ever be able to spend, I think, how did he double that? It was by taking a risk, by trusting. And what do we value more than money, more than anything else, is our our faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, right? who came to this world to show us the true nature of God. That whole gospel message is what I'm willing to stake everything on. I'm willing to risk it all for the sake of the gospel. As pastors, we do this frequently when we follow the call of the bishop, who we are assured has been made with a great deal of prayer as to where you will be appointed. 
But what you find out is that some people also put a lot of stake into your call from God. My parents helped me pay for a down payment, not because they thought that they would get that back, but because they thought that what I would be doing here in this community was worth that risk of their retirement, that they would help me get this house so that I could be here because they felt that I could reach that many more people for the sake of Jesus Christ. Right? Right. I didn't expect it. It was unwarranted even at some point, but because they have such a strong faith in God and because they felt that God had called me to this and and that they thought that the bishop called me here with the leading of the Holy Spirit, they decided to take a risk. Now, will I pay them back? I'm planning to pay them back every penny. Will they live long enough to see that happen? I don't know, (laughs) but we're working on it. Every day, we take a risk for the sake of Jesus Christ. When we come to church and we tell our family and friends that we're coming to church this Sunday for the sake of Jesus Christ, because we want to, we love him, we know who he is. We're taking a risk when we tell them that. We're taking a risk that they might look at you like, really? Because I know that sometimes we get those negative actions. Sometimes we take a huge risk. And on special occasions, we say, yes, I am going, and so are you. (laughs) And then our whole family shows up at church, and we worship together. And we find that maybe this risk will pay off for them too. Maybe they will see the love of the Savior that is so big and so huge. And they will just say, this is so worth it. So we have to take a risk today. Now, yes, we're taking a risk with our tithes and our offerings that that we will put this to good use. But we have to take a risk with our faith. We have to take a risk that what we are doing here in this place will make a difference in lives to come, that this will no more just be five talents, but will be ten, and that God will entrust us with many more people to lead into his kingdom and be entering into his joy. Isn't that what it's about? Entering into his joy? Now, I don't know about the one who buried his talents. And that's why these parables are tricky. Because the people who are listening to them are like, that's what I would have done. Right? They're listening to this parable and saying, I wouldn't have risked it all. We live day to day. I would have buried it and kept it safe. But then when they decided to follow Jesus... And Jesus knew what was coming. He knew that this was one of his last days with them. He knew that they had to have that strength to carry on even after he was gone. He modeled it. He risked it all for something far greater. And so did each and every one of his followers. They risked their very lives for the gospel. They risked their very lives to send these messages like Paul did to different churches from prisons where he was kept. They risked their lives to keep these words going forward in secret hidden documents and meetings with each other and sharing that good news of Jesus Christ, of pointing other people on that way, of making these little signs like a fish where somebody else could make the other sign of it and make it whole to know whether they were a follower or not. They risked persecution. And has it paid off? Well, there were 12 disciples and a small band that followed them in a small little area of the world. And it has spread to every corner of this world that Jesus loves you. There is not a place that I know of that I could go where they have not heard of who Jesus Christ is. But what I'm finding out 
is that some of our children aren't hearing the message anymore. And so we've got a challenge ahead of us. Because we don't want to be the last generation that knows the good news of Jesus Christ. We want to be the generation that doubles the people who follow him, that triples it, that allows everybody to hear. Because it is good news. The master is good and gracious. How much are you willing to risk? Don't bury your talents. Don't bury them, but express them for the Lord. And so I'm going to go a little bit off with the word talent for just a second because I have like two more minutes. Talent wasn't even a word that we use to describe our talents as we use in the United States as, a, as what we're good at until like the 1500s. But you know what? They took this Bible verse, and that is where the root of the word came from. Talent. It started out being money, and it turned out being things that we're good at, and all of us are good at something. Some of us are good at many things. Some of us are good at a few. But God has gifted us in ways that we can further his kingdom. So when you're looking at your stewardship, your pledge card this morning, whether you've turned it in before or you're turning it in new today, I know there's one in your bulletin. It says a whole lot more than just pledging money. It's your witness, your presence, your service, and your prayers. And financially stewardship. But all of it as a whole is stewardship. Our church does not keep going if nobody will serve on a committee. Our church will not keep having missions if we don't have volunteers to fill those positions. Our church won't keep making turkeys for 400 people if we don't have people willing to cook them and serve them. And so it's important that each and every aspect of that is filled. And we do this because we are willing to risk our time and our energy because God is so good and so wonderful that I am willing to risk it all for him. In fact, willing to risk my time, my treasure, my talents. And of course, I'm a pastor, so my witness is always there. But each of us have different ways of doing it. So I want to encourage you in your walk today. I want you to encourage you to know that you can make a difference in someone else's life. And sometimes we never see the results in our own time, and sometimes it comes after we're gone. We don't know when we will. We don't know how long the master will be gone for. But we know that when he returns, we want to say we have done whatever we could to. We took every risk we could. We tried to use our talents to the best of our abilities to bring the good news to as many people as we can. So we taught Sunday school. We fed the poor. We had clothing drives. We did what we could. And all of this was in Jesus' name. All of this was because we love you. And when you can say that to the Lord on that day, he'll say, come into my joy. Amen. So let us rise to our feet and we will sing together, I want to walk as a child of the light.
You may be seated. Let us join together in our prayer of confession. We are not always awake, O God. We are not always aware. We do not always pay attention to others, even to you. We do not always treasure your blessings, the gifts you give to us, the time you spend with us, the people you offer us, the work you entrust to us. We take it for granted, God. We take you for granted. We wander away. Help us wake up, Holy One. Remind us to be aware. Show us the way back to you. And help us find meaning in you once more. Let us hear these words of assurance. The God of mercy hears our prayers and holds them close. When we wander away into places of death and despair, God is always ready to bring us back. For no matter where we go or what we do, we belong to God, and God is there for us. We belong to the one who clothes us in faith and hope and love. We are held so close in God's hand that nothing can ever tear us away. Amen? Amen. And now, not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us share and return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our commitment, our treasure, and our prayers as the ushers come forward today to receive today's offering. All rise. Please join me in our offering prayer. Gracious God, you have filled our lives with the protection of faith, the guidance of love, the hope of a salvation without end. Take our lives, Holy One, our time, our talent, and our treasure, and use them to build us, to build up for the broken, and to heal the wounded souls in our world. Amen. Let us sing together now. Thank we all our God. And I want to say before we begin, happy Thanksgiving this week. It is a week to be thankful for many things, and I pray that you all have some time to spend with your family and friends and loved ones. Let us sing.
You may be seated. faith and put on love go forth with hope to encourage one another go forth in faith to build each other up live in mercy and abide in peace amen and we will listen to blessed be your name love that song blessed be your name and so before we go i want to say a prayer over the meal because we're all staying for that right just need to see heads nod yes we made a lot of egg bakes downstairs so we're expecting you to stay all right let's pray lord jesus we thank you for the food that has been prepared we thank you for this community of faith that has gathered here in this place to worship you we thank you for the many ways you have have fulfilled our every expectation and sometimes how we have had that bounteous harvest and lord sustain us on the days when when our harvest isn't so great so that we may see and enter into your glory in jesus name we pray amen Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.